Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit w2mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 32 of MMA to the Max. I am your host, Robert Taylor, as always. And today, I am joined not by Joseph Hudson. Unfortunately, he had a scheduling conflict. I am instead joined by the guest host of Phantom episode number 30 that we had alluded to previously in uh, episode 31 and 30 itself. Mr. Derek Bowe, how you doing today, Derek? Doing fantastic, man. Yeah, I was present for the Carmen San Diego of these episodes. <laughs> Damn, that's a... You're bringing old school with that reference. I like it. Always, always. I used to play that on the uh, the old that game on the old DOS system, the old DOS. Computers. Dude, I, I used to watch that show. That show was great. It was like after school, and I, I used to watch it like all the time. It was so good. Like the game show, right? Or the mm-hmm. game show they had with mm-hmm. kids. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. It was on PBS. Yeah, that was a good one, man. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. It was so fun. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Uh, it was kind of short notice. Uh, we were hoping you would be the third person on this episode but did have that scheduling conflict unfortunately it happens uh this is uh the media world where just uh sometimes it, it confl- conflicts with your uh, personal life so indeed it does yeah, indeed but- it does i know that firsthand <laughs> <laughs> but uh hey you know what you're back on finally it's only took uh three episodes after that yeah. phantom episode so <laughs> not sure if we're gonna get platinum with just the two of us today on this kind of short notice thing but uh oh, we always get platinum we always get platinum <laughs> we're at least gonna get gold at least gonna get gold so there we go how'd you what'd you think about the fights last night man i like the card i like the card a lot uh from top to bottom honestly like it, it was it was one of those like i said going into it that you kind of just didn't know what you were gonna get but it didn't look nearly as bad on paper as a lot of people were saying that it was and i was i mean i was kind of excited about it yeah you know I, we talked about it beforehand and I think it was it was a good card on paper, in my personal opinion, just for the technical aspects, and it proved to be that. You know, it was exciting. There were some good fights. There were some cool finishes. It, it was a great card. I loved it. Yeah, and it also it was an aggravating card because of a lot of the judging decisions. But before we get into that, I actually skipped a very important process and a very important step 
of the MMA to the Max podcast. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You get it. You've seen the show. You've watched. You shared it. I appreciate that, by the way. Um, Derek, as I said to Joe, started my own little catchphrase for this. It's a new week, a new drink. What are you drinking this week? I am drinking Smog City's Bourbon OE. It's a bourbon barrel-aged barley wine, and they do it every single year, once a year. It's a special release, and it is absolutely phenomenal. It's straight butterscotch candy. It's delicious. Oh, God damn, dude. I am so jealous of some of these beers you get. It's absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how was that? Uh, the, how was that M4? Or eight, what was it? M4? You know what? Yeah, the M4 was a little disappointing to me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I was really looking forward to it, as the M2, the M3 were both phenomenal. What they'd done. Um, M4. So how it came out was a lot of honey up front, which I was cool with. I don't mind the sweetness of it. I like dessert stouts; they're good. Um, but so what happened was right in the middle was some super bitter coffee Dude. that was like overly roasted. You know, you ever had like overly oh, roasted yeah. coffee where oh, they yeah, burn the it. beans? I totally get it. It's well, Starbucks coffee essentially. <laughs> That's what Starbucks is. <laughs> But, I mean, this is Moster coffee we're talking about here. Moster coffee, if you're familiar with it, is some of the best coffee you can get. It's phenomenal. So whoever roasted it did a poor job, and it came through really bitter through the right – cut right through the honey, which didn't – it was like having two different beers, to be honest, because then really? I got honey on the back end again, and it was just like, what the hell's going on with my palate right now? Yeah, that's so not cool. it, it was a rough – it was a rough experience. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I kind of tend to stay away from those uh, those bitter coffee – uh, stouts i look at the label specifically and if it's like bitter coffee i'm like nah i'm good i'm good on that i, I don't even want to try it I'm, I'm sure it's great i'm sure it's good but i just the idea of a bitter coffee i mean i'm new to stouts as it is yeah. so well that's the thing though is like it shouldn't have been bitter you know it should have been a real nice deep like earthy roast not bitter and so yeah. whoever roasted it just completely mm-hmm. fouled it up and it ruined the beer for me unfortunately <laughs> that's, a, that's a shame that's that's a damn shame because uh it sounded really good when you were telling me about it. I was I was really jealous that I, I hey, it's all good though. Swoop on it, so so it's it's it trades really high, right? Still, the price <laughs> is really high. I traded it for some plane tickets to Dallas. There you go. There you go. Boom. You can't beat that, man. You can't beat that. On my end of that. uh of the show, my my drink of the week is uh one that we've had before. At least I've had before. It was a beer of the week before war when we did one uh beer of the week for the episodes on the audio portion only. It is the Garage Brewing Company's Marshmallow Milk Stout. Obviously, just judging by the name and description, that is a dessert stout. They even recommend a a uh, chocolate hazelnut type dessert pizza they create at the brewery, which is to me basically sounds uh, like Nutella pizza, but I'm sure it's more than that. Um, they recommend pairing it with that whenever you go down the brewery. I'm definitely checking it out pretty soon. However, this is inter- easily becoming one of my favorite not only stouts because it is so delicious you can really taste the marshmallow but it's easily becoming one of my favorite breweries and it helps that it's pretty local in temecula temecula california for anybody that listens you know not local (laughs) so cheers right there we go cheers and uh while we're cheering let's uh Let's just dive right into it, man. UFC 222, 222 excuse me, Cyborg vs. Kuniskaya. Uh, originally supposed to be Holloway versus Edgar, finally. Uh, we came so close. Unfortunately, Holloway had to pull out for the very first time in his entire career, which is absolutely ridiculous when you think about it, the man's durability. <clears throat> um, like you were saying, man, on paper, people were not excited about this card. They were not happy about it. They just did not, I guess see the point in paying the now raised price for hd of what 64.99 i think right exactly i mean even even amazon prime that is now showing the fights it's 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 just 
it's to non-prime members, so it's still $64.99, no bonus, anything like that. Um, yeah, like you said, though, the card from top to bottom, actually, even that, though they're, I think, the more, as, like, it set the record for most split decisions in a UFC event, or at least tied it, it was still a really entertaining card. Even those decision fights were entertaining, no matter how sloppy they might have been. <laughs> and that's one fight in particular yeah, I was talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, for the most part, for the most part. I think we both know what we're talking about as far as sloppy goes. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it was a good card from top to bottom. Um, and there definitely were some questionable judges calls on there. And our favorite uh, heartwarming judge, uh, Miss Adelaide Bird, <laughs> was so, uh, probably yeah. the culprit in one of them. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I can't, like, talking about Adelaide Bird, I can't help but notice during the broadcast, especially during the Fight Pass prelims, how little fucks Joe Rogan gives anymore when it comes to he, what he's saying on camera because he was talking shit. <laughs> he had a comment with DC. He's, you know, DC was like, she's a very nice lady. He's like, yeah, well, so is my mom. I don't want her judging fights. Like, he, he he's right. even higher during the events than he's ever been or he just knows he's almost done and out and that's, you know, Jimmy Smith's there and he gives zero fucks. <laughs> Joe, Joe knows he's untouchable. Yeah, he, exactly. He knows he's untouchable. He knows what he is to the company. He knows that... You know, he can pretty much get away with a lot. <laughs> and so he kind of just says what he feels like he says. I I, I personally love Joe. Oh, I, I think he's that. awesome. And he's completely right in this sense as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the, here's a funny thing, too. is like, you know, the jokes were all about Adelaide Bird for the judging, right? You know, the jokes, sure. everything like that. Her scores were not that bad. She had one dissenting that, you know, you're like, okay, but I, I could I see the see which one she had. I, I, I couldn't remember the top of my head. So for all full disclosure, everybody, I pulled up mmadecisions.com she scored the fight 29-28 for Yoder which to be fair is not that bad of a score I mean there is an argument to give that fight to Ashley Yoder um, right yeah personally you, yeah. I, I was I was like I, I had actually had it for Yoder until Mackenzie Dern got that takedown at the end of round 3 absolutely it was Yoder so was winning that fight yeah. yep. Yoder was out striking her yeah and so I, I had I had Yoder winning that fight, and then Dern got the takedown. She secured it. She got back control. Got the so I was like, well, that's stole her the fight. <laughs> you know, it just it did. It's it's those moments. Sometimes when they're so close, you know, yeah. it's those little pivotal moments where it just changes the whole fight, and yeah. that's kind of what happened. So yeah. So and and like I was getting getting to, you know, everybody was talking about making jokes about Adelaide Bird. The person you need to be attacking is uh, Marco Rosales. He's the one that somehow gave a score of twenty nine twenty eight to Katzengano. And then somehow gave all three rounds to Adam Milstead. In, in the I didn't fight. see that yeah. fight. Okay, yeah, it was it was it was a split decision. Twenty nine twenty eight for Johnson, uh, but Rosales, I mean from uh, Lee and Weeks, but Rosales is the only one that scored it for Milstead. But he scored it thirty twenty seven, which is absolutely ridiculous. I don't see how one judge could see a fight completely different from the other two. But uh, even then, the Katzengano Ketlin Vieira fight, absolutely no way in hell. <laughs> Kat Zagano won two rounds. I mean, and I, I wouldn't even, I'd be hard pressed to give her the third round, no matter how much pressure she put on uh, Vieira. So, right, Vieira had a dominant performance. Oh yeah, just it was good. Not mince words. Yeah, I, I, any anybody who saw that fight for Zingano should not be watching MMA. <laughs> well, I mean, or judging ever. it for that matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's one of those judges that we've been trying to give. I mean, they got to get rid of these boxing judges, man. I mean, we need we need more of a of a. Tom, uh, Ricardo Almeida judging out there like he does in New Jersey. 
So yeah, any more fighters. And I mean, and, and how many how many final warnings are the referees going to have to give? How many fence grabs are there going to be? How many groin shots are there going to be? How many eye pokes are there going to be? I mean, man, like I, I feel like we're all so loud in our complaints about this kind of stuff, but I feel like none of it is ever heard. Like none of it. Like how is it? I mean, how do people who are supposed to be more intelligent and more adept at understanding this stuff because they're commissioned to do so, not able to understand what needs to be changed? And not facilitate these changes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's like we we can see it. It's pretty blatant, to be honest. But these people who get paid to commission these fights can't. Yeah, and and blows my mind, man. Yeah, DC made a made a good point too. Uh, it was the uh, Struve Arlowski fight, I think. Uh, Herb Dean, I think it was. I think one of the fights Herb Dean did. He he gave the fighter, and I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure that's the fight. He said this is a hard warning. You know, you got a warning before. This is a hard warning. But even DC was straight out like, it may have been a hard warning, but his voice didn't change. There was no, you know, but it, that, that, that's the second warning. How, how can you, how is there a second warning? Yeah. A warning is a warning. Hard, soft, whatever. <laughs> you, it's, you're getting warned. That's me. That, what that means is a prerequisite for the next time you get a damn point taken. Period. That's what it should be. Yeah. I, I mean, personally, and I, I, they were talking about it after the broadcast too about things. I mean, there should be a point taken away immediately. Let's get rid of the warnings. You get rid of the warnings, you get a point taken away for like eye pokes, like the eye pokes. You know, ex you extend your fingers, you poke the eye. That's a point because for the simple fact that should, you shouldn't be extending your fingers in the first place. Keep them up. Ugh, yes I mean, and no. I think that's a little harsh because in scramble, sometimes you try to pull a clinch. Uh, someone coming towards I mean, you, it can happen. Though. Yeah, it's I mean, really inconsequent. It's it's really consequential. So it's like it's one of those kind of things. Uh, taking a point on the first defense is really tough because mm -hmm. um, then, it, but then you got to go. You talk about like discretion, but if you go discretion, you're gonna have a tons of gray area. My thing is, why don't we just implement replay on everything? I know it stops the fight, but hey, you know what? So what if it stops the fight? It just makes the fight, it gives the fighters more time to maybe recover some energy, and we see better, a better fight still to carry on. You know what I mean? At least we're getting it right. Yeah, you know. I, yeah, I mean, I'm still. We they still haven't figured out how to use, uh, right, limited replay. So I mean, the state of Nevada, which has limited replay, but for some reason, still hasn't adopted the new unified rules, which is absolutely ridiculous. It's the MMA fight capital of the world. Or just the fight capital world, period, and they still haven't adopted new rules. It's like everybody, you know, the joke's always on California, state of California, but when it comes to MMA, when it comes to safety and regulations, they're the forefront. They're 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 the leaders here, man. So Exactly. I mean, exactly. Yeah, I mean, say what you want about our politicians and all that, and I know a lot of people do and can and will, but the the athletic commission is absolutely one hundred percent on the side of the fighters and the sport. So I I just wish these states would adopt them, and the fact that Nevada, the the forefront of MMA sports, just hasn't done it, is absolutely ridiculous, and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the sport that uh, a state that that and commission that can proclaim that they are the capital of MMA essentially um, cannot get it together, cannot be catching up with the rest of the commissions. It's it's absurd. Oh yeah, and and limited re use replay is absolutely ridiculous because the fight's still over, the fight still ends, <laughs> it's done. <laughs> They even said that once, exactly. once you use it, the fight's over, which, right? I mean, we can talk about real quick the instance of uh, last night's fight between Dalloway and Lombard. Uh, I don't know what yeah. happened if they looked at the replay of that. Personally, I don't think it was dirty. I, I mean, yeah. he got kicked the entire round. He was getting kicked in the ribs, catching it, and immediately thrown that one-two counter. And at the end, he gets kicked in the ribs again, catches it. The one-two counter gets popped off. 
to me, that's muscle memory. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just instinct. I mean, and Chael Sonnen had a good point, and I was trying to make it to people last night, that the horn doesn't end the round. The ref does. That horn is the signal to the ref, like, yo, separate them. That's, in the, that's what they're instructed. Chael Sonnen said it today. You know, that's really funny you say that, too, because I actually have the same. I completely agree with you on that because I didn't I don't think it's it was inherently dirty either. I, I watched it. I watched it several times. I've seen it several times now. And he was already throwing that punch as the horn sounded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was already one, yeah. in his motion. Throw. It, it's I mean, I know how to I mean, as a striker, you know, I know how to pull punches. I get it. I understand the, the argument there. I know how to pull punches. I know how to miss. I know how to pull up. But the thing is, he's in a fight. He's in a real fight. Mm -hmm. You know, it's. You, he followed through with it. He landed it. It happened. I don't think it was dirty. Um, but, man, he's gotten crucified for it, hasn't he? <laughs> yep, dude, that's why I really wanted to bring it up and, and, and make this point. But, yeah, because he, he's getting crucified. And, you know, there's one thing they, they teach you when it comes when you're training for any any, any martial art. It's muscle memory. You know, you want to, especially jiu-jitsu, right. stuff like striking. It's muscle memory, that one, two. He's not, you know, sure, he could have pulled it. But that, it, especially when he was counting it the entire round, that's just muscle memory. It was instinct. He knew that Dalloway was wide open for that one-two right. counter when he catches that kick. He gets the kick, throws a one-two. Right. I think a no contest should have been the right call. Yep. I get why they did the DQ because, I mean, it wasn't I legal. But I think a no contest because it just wasn't. You want to talk about a fighter that throws it dirty? We're talking about. Can uh, we also talk about. Durandamy um, and Holly Holm. Durandamy, Dalloway. Durandamy threw it over the ref's shoulder. With uh, uh, the ref was already like kind of in the middle, and she threw it at home. Still, I know what you're getting at. I want, I, yeah. What are you talking about? The Dalloway acting? Yes, I, I think <laughs> that he played that up, man. He's see, as he on the stretcher going out. He's still saying like, "What? What happened? What happened?" I was like, "Come on, man." I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm pretty good at like reading people's mentality, their psyche, and everything. Trying to get a read on people just based on their body language. And man, I'm telling you right now, that guy was faking it. I'm saying oh, it. I'm going to say it right now. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to agree with you. He was completely playing that up. Yeah, he was completely playing that up. He did not want to fight. Uh, he might he definitely got rocked. I'm not going to doubt that whatsoever. He definitely absolutely got rocked, but he absolutely played that up as well. Oh, dude, I, I could, he's sitting there on the stretcher getting stretched out like, "What happened? What happened?" It's like, "Come on, bro." <laughs> Even if you did get get concussed, you you kind of clear about what's happened by now. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. I have to share something really funny, too. So immediately after that, my girlfriend texts me, asked me what happened. She asked this. This was a typo, mind you, too. It was the, probably the greatest autocorrect typo I've ever seen in my life. She's like, "What happened to Rollaway?" Oh, <laughs> I was dying, and I sent it back to. I messaged her back. I was like, "Are you serious? Did you really just call him Rollaway?" And she's like, "Wait, what?" And she didn't. She didn't understand what she had done. It was great. It's the greatest thing ever. I was laughing so hard. I love it. Yeah. I I love it. Roll away. Start calling him Roll away. I think she. Uh, I think she inadvertently just she coined, coined his new name, and she uh, nailed it. It's the internet. All it takes is a couple shares, and that's going to get spread around like wildfire. <laughs> so I'll oh, just take it to Reddit, dude. It's over. Oh yeah. Oh, it's done. It's done. I mean, the man. The man blames an elevator for almost ruining his career, and I get it. It probably hurt, but I mean, he, I just. I don't think Delaway. He felt that power on that punch, and yeah, like you said, he wanted to quit. He was done. He did not want to keep going because it was going to happen. It was going to. Happen. He was not putting the pressure on Lombard like he should have, like other fighters sh should have, to gas him out. Lombard right. was coming back out in the second with the same power because he did not look gassed one bit. No. So, and I think, and I think Dalloway knew that, and he didn't. He wanted none of that. So. Right. Completely agree with that. Yeah. It was just horrible. But uh, 
Either way, goes in a D, uh, in the record books as a win for Dalloway as a DQ, and unfortunately drops Lombard to his fifth straight loss in the UFC. I think one in seven in his last eight, which is just he's getting cut, especially with that offense. Uh, I think he'll get, I think he'll get another fight just off of that after that. I think he'll get one more fight, and then uh, it'll be one of those possibly like a prospect coming up kind of things. Um, maybe a loser leaves town kind of fight. It could be. It's going to be either one of those. He'll be used as a stepping stone or a, or a loser leaves town fight. Probably. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, well, all right. Nice segue there. Nice uh, sentence to make a segue, at least with a... Let's talk about prospects real quick. This card was... A lot of the reason this card got panned was because there was a lot of unknowns, a lot of prospects, a lot of, you know, potential stars, so, so to speak. You had Sean O'Malley. Uh, you had uh, Mackenzie Dern. Um, even uh, on the Fight Pass prelims, you had uh, Cody Stammen. And uh, then you also had the debut and one of the best debuts in, uh, in UFC history in my mind because it went as perfect as it possibly could. Alexander Hernandez starching Benil Dariush in 42 seconds, the number 12 ranked, one of the best lightweights in the world on seven days notice, dude. What kind of debut is that? That was fantastic. Well, I'll tell you the first thing about that debut that I thought, that fake hand tap to body kick. <laughs> Man, that was so classless. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it because I thought that was really weak. Um, I, my buddy Rodney James Edgar, good guy. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a good friend of his. Mm. He's a good friend of mine. Um, and he's, he's, he's defending Hernandez, saying that he didn't do that. And personally, when I watched it, it was pretty blatant to me. I'm going to have to watch it again, I guess. But he, he said that he didn't do that, and that he just fights with an open hand like that. I think it was a fake hand tap to body kick. Um, and personally, I, I think that's one of the weakest things you can do in a fight. I think that's so wrong. Um, so I was at that point, I was rooting for Benil Dayush. Um, but man, I mean, it was impressive what he did, to be honest. I, he... And the crazy thing was, though, Benil Dariush, I'd always think of him as a pretty cerebral fighter, right? And um, Hernandez essentially was headhunting the whole fight. Yeah. And it's like, man, like, you can see what he's doing. You know, drop a level, change a level. You know, you let duck off of one, slip off of one, duck down, go for a double leg, go for a single leg. You got a great ground game. You know, work it. You know, catching off balance guy like Hernandez was off balance a lot of that fight, too. Oh, yeah. In those positions, he was throwing such big shots. You know, the, the, there was an opening for a takedown. Um, you know, it just didn't happen though, but great debut, you know, the, the kid looks like he's talented. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, he's another, he's another one of those fighters that comes from the, uh, the RFA LFA promotion, you know, the, uh, the, <clears throat> the, uh, the resurrection and the legacy, you know, when they went, uh, merged formed the, uh, the LFA He's another one of those guys, uh, kind of like an Eric Anders, you know, coming up from there. And. He did it on seven days' notice. Like, regardless of the uh, what he was doing, head hunting, regardless of whether he was, it was classless at the beginning with that that fake hand touch. Uh, which every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job; it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission. Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, it, it was fake. He, he knew what he was doing. And I think he did that not to be classless, but just to prove a point like I'm not afraid of you. Seven days notice, taking on the you know top twelve ranked guy in the UFC. I don't care who you are. Um, I still can't get over the fact seven days notice, like that kind of debut. You don't see that very often. There's very few people that go in there and starch a top fifteen guy in the UFC on a seven days notice. I mean, that's that's like no training camp. He wasn't training for a fight. That's no camp. That's no that's that's weight cutting, doing what you can within the seven days and just couldn't have gone better so congratulations guy another another one of those top prospects to look forward to absolutely 100 percent. i mean regardless of everything like you just said that we that we could think about anything else that went, happened it was still super impressive what he did i mean benil dayush is a very very talented fighter so yeah cheers to him yeah and at the same time though with, with dayush starting to wonder about that chin i'm starting to wonder about that chin man that chin yeah. i mean i mean he, he's shown he's had a pretty He's had a decent chin before, but with his last fight being the vicious knee knockout to uh, Barbosa, and then this knockout now, I uh, button getting touched too many times is not good. I don't care who you are, as we saw in the co-main event. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I mean exactly. I mean the, you you only have so many of those. Mm-hmm. It's just like in the NFL with concussions. Oof. You know, you you only have. I mean that's a super touchy subject. We, we're going to go down a rabbit <laughs> hole if we start talking about that. Obviously, yeah. but I was going to um, say, is, uh, has anybody woken up Cooks to let him know the Eagles won the game or what? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to venture down a rabbit hole. But I mean, uh, essentially, you know, it, it's it's one of those things, man. You only have so many of those. And and once once you've allotted your once you ran through your full allotment, that's it. Yeah, it's gone, you know, and, and it might be gone. We don't know. Um, Chuck Liddell it was can a easily good sh- attest to that. Chuck Liddell, right. easily by far. A- admittedly, it was a very good shot that he got hit with. It wasn't. It wasn't a tap. You know what I mean? It wasn't mm-hmm. something that you like. Oh, yeah, he's got no chin anymore. It was like, okay, well, it was a good shot. Yeah. But yeah, you're right though. You never know. You never know if Dayush is going to have it his next time out or not. Yeah. It's something I'm going to look. I'm going to look for because uh, it's not just the, the shots he's taking. It's just the way he crumbles, man. Just, uh, just right. it's it. Some other guys that shot would have wobbled, but. Um, yeah, just put him straight out. I mean, it was a short, shorthand punch, so it wasn't like full. Sure. On. From what I remember, I don't know. I was drinking last night. Too, it, was so. pretty, it was pretty. It was pretty clean. It was pretty clean. <laughs> it was. A, it was a good left down the shoot. I'll give uh, him. That. It was a. It was I just. A I just remember shoot. seeing him crumble in all the replays. I saw the shot, but then. Yeah. Yeah, but then you know later on the Arlovsky Strew fight happened, and I was fighting to wake, stay awake. So. How about uh, let's talk about Arlovsky securing takedowns in that fight when he's had three in his twenty-four fights in the UFC? It's absolutely ridiculous, and and not just the fact that you're seeing Arlovsky do these takedowns, but the man is a sambo fighter. He has comes from a sambo background. You would think he would have more takedowns on his record, on on his stats, because he can do it. So why hasn't he been doing it this entire time? To you know, talking about chins. You know, sure. this this could have helped him a lot in his career. I mean, he would have never had that that embarrassing loss to Brett Rogers. I mean, so this yeah. just yeah, no, it was very impressive, man. Seeing Ovlowski mix things up and use takedowns and trips like that. It's like I said, I was like, imagine if he fought this smart his entire career, how this would have turned out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that button wouldn't have been pressed so many times. 
Yeah, and I'll say this too. I mean, when I, I don't, I do not get excited for heavyweight fights. I just don't, and because you either get one of the two, you either get a quick finish, which is cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But a lot of times when that quick finish doesn't happen, you get two terribly sloppy, terribly gassed kickboxers throwing punches like they've never thrown a punch before. And it just looks really bad, and it's really boring and really awful and cringy to watch. Last night's fight was not that. It might have not have been a barn burner by any means, but it was at least technically competent. Oh, yeah. On, and- bo- on both sides of things. So it was one of those things where I was like, I can appreciate this. I'm cool with it. At least it wasn't what I expected it to be. Yeah, because I expected Struve to knock Arlowski out. I mean, they both have touchy chins, but Struve looked better in his last fight, and I thought for some reason, I don't know why, maybe stupid me, he would have figured out after all these years, all these fights, that he's bigger and taller than everybody, and he would use that length and reach. But for some reason, that man just has no idea how to use his length and reach. He still hasn't figured it out all this time, and he, now he's never going to do it. No. Yeah. I mean, he's improved on it, but it's still not near where it should be. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. A man that size should be champion by now. Like, I mean, because he's got the skills. He's got the jiu-jitsu. He has he a striking he's power. He's a skilled fighter, yeah. He's the only person to stop the current champion, the GOAT heavyweight right now. I mean, think about that. That's how good he can be. That's how much talent he has. He just can't figure out how to use it. Nope. So it's one of those things, man. He, you know what it is? He's probably one of those practice gods. One of those guys who just kills people in the training room, just exemplifies those those strengths and abilities all the time. But when the lights come on, it's just one of those things, man. You know, That's a good I mean, point. I'm just That's spitballing. Fair. I'm speculating. Don't, I mean, don't Yeah. Don't, don't quote me on this, guys. <laughs> I'm totally. But the, yeah, it's probably one of those situations. I, I would I would not be surprised if it was, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I can actually completely agree with that, man. That's a good point. That's a fair point. Um, let's talk about people real quick. We're talking about prospects and I'm, like this whole card. Is Andre Sukumtov the dumbest fighter to ever step foot in the UFC? <laughs> that what he did right there was up there with Tiago Alves versus um Martin Campman. versus I already know where you're going. Martin Campman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. It was up there with that. It was very close to that one. <laughs> I was I was kind of, I was thinking like, man, I was I was really stupid by Sukumtath. I was then I was like that was really stupid by Alves too. I was like, man, who's who's got who wins the who wins the 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 bottom feeder award of this one? <laughs> to be fair, at least the, the the difference is Alves was winning his fight before he made the dumb mistake. Right. Sukumtath had the chance to win his fight. Because this fight was over. Yeah. It was over. The fight was over. If he would have yeah. just kept it standing, the fight was done. As soon as O'Malley couldn't stand anymore and he showed the ref, that was a TKO loss. It was done. It, oh, I can't believe he did it. I, I just, his corner was imploring him, like, dude, back off. Stand up. Get up. They were yelling at him. He just kept going for the takedown, giving O'Malley the option to just lay there and not put pressure on his foot. What kind of, I don't know, if, 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 if you're in Sukumtas, uh, in his in his shoes, and you get back to the locker room, and you watch that fight back. Like, what goes through your head? <sighs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> what goes through your head exactly? Like, he he's got to be the most regretful person right now. Just like, what was I thinking? You know, all he had to do. I mean, it, like you just said, it's not like his corner wasn't telling him to. <laughs> yeah. like, my God. Um, but you know, you know one aspect of this fight that I, I thought was kind of interesting going into it, and I even said it on my pre-fight show. I, a lot of people that I respect in this game, their analytic ability, were picking Sukumtath. And I'm sorry, 
I did not see any reason to pick Sukumtoth <clears throat> in this fight. Yeah. Why? I mean, if you look at their te- like just their technical ability alone, it was it was it was just a squash match. This was a showcase for Sean O'Malley. Easily. And I saw people picking Sukumtoth, and I was like, "Are you guys fucking kidding me? Like, like well, what 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 fights have you guys been watching? What footage have you watched?" I was gonna say, I think it's the anti-hype crowd that was doing it honestly because they they just they thought he was it was too soon and all that stuff. And I don't know, maybe right. some of the people were going off of Sukumtoth's past. Uh, reputation like they mentioned on the broadcast he was the number one ranked bantamweight in the no- in, uh, New England area you know before he came to the UFC he was you know yeah. and maybe they were thinking you know it was just too much too soon but he hasn't done anything in the octagon to prove no. that this would be too much too soon for O'Malley he, he's a brawler with limited technical ability that's what he is yeah. you know and you look at a guy like O'Malley who's so creative so good just i mean I know his debut maybe left a lot to be desired but all you got to do is watch you know what i mean you just got to watch his ability watch watch his, watch the way he fights yeah. the guy is so creative he's so talented and i was like man like i i, I literally said that i was like i don't know how people are picking Sukumtath in this fight i don't get it yeah no i agree um i saw a lot of people doing you know? that and i completely agree as well um i just a lot of people are like naming O'Malley as the you know the real deal, the next big thing at bantamweight. Um, I can see it because of the talent, the potential that he has. He's still very young. His size is going to be an issue later when he gets to some of the more muscular, stronger bantamweights in my yeah. mind. And also, I fell for this once before with Edson Barbosa, where the flashy striker comes in. He's looking like a beast. He's the next big thing in the division. I got to see him against a pressure fighter, somebody that's going to pressure him for all three rounds. Before yes and no. And the reason, that. yeah, the reason why Edson is, is is a little bit of a different example is because if you really study Edson, you can see that he has poor footwork. That's true. Something O'Malley has something that's a strength of his is is phenomenal footwork. So I would think that a pressure fighter, which Sukumtath actually is a pressure fighter, so there's the mean, that's first a, two rounds. <laughs> right, right, right. But that, but but coming into the fight is what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's that's his that's what he does. He is a pressure fighter. So if, if you're looking at that in that regard, I mean that was kind of the matchup that should have revealed something in in um, O'Malley. O'Malley has very good footwork, Absolutely. and so. It, um, it's one of those things where I, I'm, I'm definitely on the hype train. I, I definitely feel that he is the real deal. And another reason why also is because his strength is in his hands. When you're when you're a good striker and your strength is in your hands, I think right now the way the game is, that's where that's 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 what you need to have. You need to have good boxing, and he has good hands. If you don't have good hands, you're easily able to smother. I, a la Yair Rodriguez, he has good hands, but it's it's not they're not great yet. And I, I think that you can get inside on them. Stephen Thompson's another one. Stephen Thompson was a guy who's very difficult to get inside on. Not because of the, not because of his kicks. It's because he had developed his hands. He now has good hands, and he's he has a, he's a dynamic attack everywhere. So it's hard to close on those kind of guys. Yeah, I agree. I have no argument there. Um, yeah, the, the 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 point about the footwork and the hands and the even the power O'Malley has in the hands. You know that just yes. can't be disputed, especially it's it's. That's natural power, man. That's not like power you can learn in, from weightlifting that he has because he is a skinny dude. He is, he's seriously, he's a buck 40 soaking wet probably. Like that, like looking at his body type, obviously I don't see him cutting that much weight. I don't know how much he cuts, but just looking at his body type for the fight, I don't see him cutting that much weight. He right. could probably stand to put on some more muscle. Um, but the, he is only 23. He's still growing in his body. You never know. I mean, he could be working out and that muscle could develop. But sure. The talent that he has, the skills that he has, 
And the I was telling a friend uh, before the fight too. They were saying, you know, who do you ask me who I have? I said O'Malley. They're like, you know, why do you have O'Malley? I'm going to tell you right now, 100. The reason why I have O'Malley, confidence, the swagger that he, that he has. This is something that Connor had. This is and this is why a lot of people are calling him like this might be the next Connor, like you know the American version of Connor, the bantamweight Connor. He's got the confidence, the swag. He's he knows he's good. He knows he could beat everybody. Whether or not he does or not, that's irrelevant. He knows he can do it. And when you have that, confidence is key in all these fights. It's key to MMA. You gotta have it. Brian Caraway early in his career, that you can see it even on the Ultimate Fighter. He went through it. You don't have the confidence, you're not gonna take the chances. This man has confidence. This kid is good, and honestly, I I could I could see him going far. Uh, I honestly can't. I got to see him against the pressure guy first, like be pressured all three rounds. But the swag he has. I mean, this guy walks by Kat sure. Zingano is like, damn, Kat, you looking fine. <laughs> like, Jesus, man, she's so much bigger than you, dude. <laughs> just being able to walk by a girl like that, just in state, man, this, I like it. I prefer if he would have fought with his afro. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's personal. But personally, that's a personal preference. I don't like the, I don't like the tight braids sure. that he had, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, I I like what he brings to the table. I really do. I think he seems to have good cardio as well. That's another thing. Yeah, that fight was there was a, there was a lot of output in that fight. He threw a lot of strikes in that fight, and he seemed to have the same kind of cardio in the last round as he did in the first round. That was something I looked for as well. Because if you don't have cardio and you're a flashy striker, you're gonna get torn out. You're gonna get you're gonna get ground down. It's gonna be one of those things. But you know, he shows a lot. I I, I think that that fight was very revealing, to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm on the board, man. I really am. I'm excited. Um, Dana White confirmed that it's not a broken foot. So fantastic. I mean, we, if it was like everybody was fearing and was looking at, it was about six to 12 weeks of a uh, recovery time. And then after that doing, you know, getting back to training, see what he could do. But uh, yeah, it looks like it's not broken. So kind of curious. I didn't really re really read what it was. So kind of curious, but either way he won't be out that long. So that's good. Uh, they need to get this kid back on pay-per-view. Um, Maybe a fight pass event, main event against another bantamweight guy. Um, I don't know. That might be a little too soon, but it is fight pass. They don't really care. So, I got a guy in mind. Hey, go for it. Name it. Thomas Almeida. Ooh, ooh. You want your pressure fighter? You want your guy who has power? Oh, yeah, but I want somebody with a better chin. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean. I mean, I, I would have said somebody like Stammen if Stammen lost his fight, which I I kind of scored it for Caraway, but uh, I wasn't mad about the score. I thought Caraway's uh, clinch work and uh, dirty boxing took it. But yeah, um, dude, they, they roasted Caraway so bad. That was a close fight. I, I, and I'm, I... He deserves it. <laughs> you have issues with Caraway? I've had, I've had a personal altercation with him, so so that's oh. that's why it's one of those oh. things. Come on, do tell. I usually hold I I, well, I usually hold my I usually reserve my um my judgment of a fighter, um you know to whether I've had a personal interaction with them or not. And in ninety nine point nine percent of the cases, they're all phenomenal people. Brian Caraway, not so phenomenal. <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll I'll hold that one out. All right, I'll have to ask. I'll, I'll have to get it from you after the uh, after the show, after the broadcast. Yeah, I'm curious. I'll yeah. give. I'll give. It, yeah, I'll give it to you. Dis <laughs> disclosed. I, I I do, but the problem, the thing is, is I had to root for Caraway in this fight just because he came out to Salt and Pepper. I'm sorry, you you, <laughs> you come out, you come out to something like that, 
you have my respect at least in terms of your the, the songs you pick for your walkout. <laughs> so, you know, anybody that walks out to that, that's that's why I like Wonder Boy coming out to uh, Tenacious D. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yes. Sam, Sam Alvey coming Great. out to uh, Soul Sister. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's just these things. I mean... You do not know how many times Jordan Killian and I tried to get Sam to change his change his song. We're like, bro, what are you doing? Like, get the song. Change your song. Come on. What are you doing? Why are you getting him to try to switch it? That's amazing. Come on, man. <laughs> Going out to punch somebody's face in, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's hilarious. It, it, it fits his uh, personality. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely true. Definitely true. <laughs> All right, so um, main event of the uh, the preliminary card on Fox Sports One. What do you think about Mackenzie Dern? Her much hyped UFC debut. She had the one fight in Invicta. UFC called her up. Said, you know what? We need her. We're looking basically. Without even saying as much, they said we need the next Ronda Rousey. We need her stat. Um, Mackenzie Dern, super hot. I know you've made your preferences known, but the majority of MMA fans, super hot, great body, world class jujitsu, absolutely phenomenal ground game. This is a girl that beat Gabby Garcia, in which is ridiculous to even think about because of the size difference. You know, sometimes technique over over overcome size but for the most part in today's world 2018 no it doesn't um what do you think about her debut man ashley yoda it was it was like a hand chosen opponent to make her look good went to a split decision <sighs> she's she shouldn't be in the ufc she's not ready agreed and the, the reason why is not so much that she can't compete with certain fighters in the ufc <clears throat> it's that She's going to get fast tracked. Yeah, Sage. and, and e exactly. And so, what's going to happen is once she runs up against somebody, probably in her third or fourth fight in the UFC, somebody's going to put a bad beating on her because she is absolutely just not ready. And um, it's not—I mean, it's not her fault. You know, it's the appeal that she carries, mm -hmm. and the UFC is looking for, like you said, the next Ronda Rousey. She's absolutely not that. She just isn't. Um, you know, she's. Her striking is leagues behind the the better strikers of the women's division. Oh, yeah. Her wrestling is not there. That's the problem. See, if she had wrestling and the ability to get the fight to the ground, which that's what Ronda had. Ronda had judo. And so Ronda would look for that uptight underhook clinch and get her fight to the ground that way. Mm -hmm. So she had means to get the fight to the ground. Mackenzie Dern doesn't have that. She doesn't have the ability to take the fight where she wants it to be at this moment. So that being said, she's relying on very poor striking and a scramble to get herself to the ground. And that's something that you're not going to get against the better fighters in this division, which she is absolutely going to come up against. Oh, yeah. Should he? Should she She beat probably another, I don't know, top 20, top 25 fighter? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know? UFC probably, like, knowing them, how they try to fast-track people. I said she got saged, but I should have said she got Paige Van Zant. Because, you know, yeah. we know what happens when they put her in a main event and, and Namunitas beat the fucking hell out of her for right. five rounds before. I mean, think about it, Think about it. Like, you're saying she doesn't have the wrestling, the takedowns to get it down. She, I mean, not everybody coming from a jiu-jitsu-based ba background like that could be a Damian Maya, where right. his takedowns are ridiculous for somebody that is a jiu-jitsu specialist. Right. Um, you put her against somebody like a Carlos, Carla Esparza, Esparza absolutely beats the hell out of her. Right. With her wrestling. Exactly. So right. regardless of what Dern can do off her back, Esparza is just too experienced. And I completely agree with you on that. Uh, this 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 was supposed to be she, – she, she should have stayed in Invicta at least right. for four more fights. 
to get season. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. And there's a lot of talent in Invicta that she could have kept growing from and still looked dominant, but she would grow. She would get challenged. She got challenged in her first UFC fight, and I think the hype train's dead already. Just because of... I agree with that. I mean, I think the UFC screwed up by pushing, pulling her in too fast. I agree with that. And it's funny, because that, that fight played out exactly how I thought it was. Like, in my pre-fight show, I said, if she's not able to get this fight to the ground, it's going to turn into a very, very sloppy, on-the-feet affair. Mm. And I think and I think Yoder's the better striker. Which, Yoder was the better striker. And then, eventually, Dern was able to get to the ground in a third and secure a victory. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what happened and you know like you just like you said like you opened with this was a spoon-fed fight yoder's strength is grappling so she pairs her with a better grappler oh, you know yeah. it's it was perfect it was tailor-made for Mackenzie dern to shine yeah and she didn't shine you know no she didn't and it, it, it it's it's gonna be crucial who they pair her up with in her next fight like right. if, if they're gonna try to rush her like they did Paige van sant or um, Sage Northcutt, it's going to be crucial because she is a star. She's uh, in the making. She's a star in the making. She's a potential star that could get to that Rousey level because she does have the, the looks to be a, a crossover mainstream talent. She really does. But And she has the jiu-jitsu background that if she could complement it with wrestling and striking uh, uh, training to get it to at least like a Damian Maya, a serviceable level to where she can use her jiu-jitsu to shine, then yeah, she could be a star. But uh, just just way too soon. The hype train is already dead in my mind because she did not look good against a girl who, even though she's better than her five and three record at the at the time, now it's five and four. Was yeah, tailor made to make her look good, and she didn't look good. She didn't look good at all. It's just right. it, it's just it's just the UFC just doing what they can to try to recoup that uh the, those billions of dollars that they spent to buy the uh. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. By the UFC, not the UFC buying UFC, but the Endeavor, W-M-E-I-N-G. Sure. So unfortunately, it didn't work out for him. But uh, yeah, Dern's in the UFC. Yay. <laughs> yeah there's no, there's not much to build on from there to be honest i mean I, if i were the ufc i would pump the brakes real quick and try to stash her pretty low on a card you know let her fight somebody who's maybe like an alex chambers somebody like that you know yeah. somebody who she somebody who she could maybe beat because honestly going ascending the way that they're probably going to have her ascend she's going to get beaten her third or fourth fight simple as that yeah i mean the talent the talent level at at straw weight is is ridiculous top to bottom it really it's is. really good it's, yeah it's good yeah and, and and the problem too is like uh i mentioned rousey and you said 
you know, she's definitely not Rousey, which is absolutely 100% true. Rousey was just a thunderstorm of, of uh, mainstream appeal that just came at the right place at the right time. Rousey dominated because at the time, the level of competition was not at her level just because of her judo background and everything. Mackenzie Dern doesn't have that option. She doesn't have that. Is her jiu-jitsu better than everybody? Oh, yeah, absolutely, in that division. Absolutely. But she it's not good enough and not better enough to negate everything else that the division has. She, oh. They're all on her level or better when it comes to MMA. Rousey had that where she was better than everybody because of that judo. When they started catching up, we saw what happened. Dern doesn't have that option. She doesn't have that ability. Unfortunately, she's going to be a small fish in a large pond of sharks. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what the 115 division is, and I also think she better get she better get her her weight in check too. Because she's gonna ha if she's gonna have a tough time making 115, she's gonna she's gonna do really poorly at 125. Because she can't. I mean, it, she needs to be at 115. She's too small to yeah. fight anywhere else. But she's a little too out of shape to fight at 115. She comes in not shredded. You know what I mean? She needs to she needs to cut down. Yeah, and and also I mean I'm not trying to get all you know man on everybody on the show and all that but it's harder for her to make that weight with what she's dealing with too what, what she's got what sure. she's got to fly i mean that's that's a sure. big thing that she can't help but she's got to figure out like you said figure out a way to get that weight in check right outside of camps outside of training outside of weight cutting you got to keep that you know 24 365 so, absolutely but um hey man let's talk about uh we talked about the decision before the uh split decision which was absolutely ridiculous. Ketlin Vieira, still undefeated, 4-0 in the UFC now. She came off that submission of Sarah McMahon, which betting-wise, that was an upset. McMahon was, you know, the betting favorite at the time, looking at McMahon's last fight. <laughs> Apparently, it's just everybody submits Sarah McMahon. Um, <clears throat> absolutely dominated Kat Zingano, who was making her long-awaited uh, return. Their words, not mine. I don't think Kat Zingano's that good. Uh, she was getting her ass beat by Misha Tate. That was a bad stoppage by uh, Kim Winslow <laughs> when she caught uh, Misha Tate with that one knee and Misha shot for a takedown. Um, I don't think she's that good. The hype was with her to the tune that I think she might have been the betting favorite, which is ridiculous in my mind. But she was absolutely dominated. What do you think about Kitlin Vieira? Does she have a chance in the women's 135-pound division? 1,000% yes. I, I I went into this fight in my pre-fight show, and I said that Caitlin Vieira was going to dominate Kat Zingano. Because I, I, I was one of those. I was very high on Caitlin Vieira after that Sarah McMahon win. Not so much that she beat Sarah McMahon. It was how she did it. Like She do she out-wrestled a wrestler who was supposed to be better than her. Silver she out-everything Sarah McMahon. She destroyed Sarah McMahon. Yep. My God. And so I was like, okay, I, I, I'm also in line with you on the fact that I, I believe Kat Zingano has always been a little bit overrated too. Big time. And, and so I, I was like, you know what? This is going to be a squash match. I mean, Vera's going to run into her. You know, I, I, I think that, um, you know, Zingano's only chance was well, she does have power. So I was like, hey, if she catches Vera, maybe something happens, you know. But Vera has pretty sound boxing. Her boxing's not bad. Mm -hmm. Her hands aren't terrible. They're not Mackenzie Dern hands. <laughs> And she has very, very good wrestling. She's huge for the weight class. Her jujitsu is really talent, really stellar. Oh yeah. You know, I, man, I, I think, I don't know if she beats someone like Amanda Nunes, but I definitely think she can get herself a title shot. I will say that. In 2018, there's not a lot of people I would pick to beat Amanda Nunes in the 135 pound weight class. 
She's right. come leaps and bounds. I don't care what everybody thinks. Like the the, the Kazangano Nunez fight. I mean, Kazangano got if they were to fight beat. today, <laughs> yeah. And then Nunez just Nunez gassed. Gassed. Yeah, but she beat the hell out yeah. of her. Right. So I mean, yeah i i I don't think she I don't think she beats her. I don't know. I don't think she beats a Holly Holm even. I don't care about what Holly's recent record shows. I think Holly's still one of the best talent wise, um, striking wise. But she has the chance. I, I'm, why not just keep pushing her up? Kazangano, I think, was still ranked in the top 10. I mean, she was, what, 6? Vera was 5? I mean, this yeah. win, I mean, put her against... I, I, I'm not sure off the top of my head what the rankings are for the Bantamweight division. Obviously, it's Nunez. Um, Raquel Pennington, I think, might be number 4, number 3. I think Bullet's going to be dropped because she's going to 125. So, right. um, I, th I think Holly Holm's still up there in the Bantamweight division. They never officially she's removed her. She's got to be her. somewhere. Yeah. yeah, she removed... What? Either way, I just... If they're doing the Nunez Pennington fight, I, I don't see anything wrong with Vera being the next title challenger after that. Right. And there's nobody Here's else. Here's the crazy thing, man. <laughs> yeah, like you just said, I was just gonna. That's the point I was gonna make. Man, how about that 135 pound, divi pound division just kind of clearing out a little bit, right? Yeah, they're cleaning each other out. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Vera is really the only exciting name in that division right now. <clears throat> yeah, I would say. Yeah, I. I 100% agree. I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head. Uh, Juliana Pena was looking like somebody that could challenge. I didn't think she would be a challenge, but she could. And then, you know, Shevchenko put that to a stop. <laughs> so, to an end. But... Why don't we just take the 145-pound the division that doesn't even exist, make it a 140-pound division, and have all the 135ers move to 140, and then make one full division about it? <laughs> I would love I know, that. I'm just, I'm just... <laughs> Actually, not a bad it idea. Won't just it, it won't happen. It won't happen. It won't I mean, happen. But, but uh, yeah. and, you know, we're talking about the 35 division, and you bring up the 45 division. So, yeah, I, obviously everybody knows Cyborg did what Cyborg does. She took out Kuniskaya in the first round. Um, Kuniskaya looked decent for a brief few, you know, 30 seconds or so when she got the desperation uh, ankle pick after getting rocked by the first punch cyborg through <laughs> and getting yeah. her back and everything like that even though cyborg is a brown belt under andre galveo which is a legit brown belt galveo is a beast um so I, I we know how the fight went we know how the fight was gonna go there's not really much to talk about this fight it's a cyborg fight right i mean unless you're holly home you're getting knocked out right i want to talk yeah. about the post fight press con or post fight interview and uh I didn't hear it because oh. so, I was I was in a loud place. I didn't so okay, you can you fair. can help me out here. So okay. yeah, you can help me out as I open up my seat. I, I told you I had to get ice. I knew I was going to get another one. I, <laughs> it's so good, man. I drink them so fast. I'm probably going to be like this at the end of the night. There you go. <laughs> it's so good. But uh, they asked Joe Rogan asked her who was next for Cyborg because we all know, like you, you mentioned before, there's no division. It's Cyborg, and then whoever they want to put against Cyborg. Okay. Everybody was talking about Megan Anderson. I'm sorry, I love Megan. She stands absolutely no chance against Cyborg. There's just it's just not happening. Nope. Cyborg Sky is better than Megan Anderson. I agree. Talent wise, absolutely one hundred percent. I mean Megan has the size. That's it. The size advantage on, on Kuniskaya. Yeah. So basically Cyborg said, Amanda. You know, I'm waiting on Amanda now. She said, Amanda called me out, and when you call out Cyborg. You have to handle it. <laughs> Those were Cyborg's exact words. Love it. I love, love it. it. And here's why I love it. 
as much shit as Amanda Nunez gets because of the pulling out of this uh, Shevchenko fight, because of the close fight with Shevchenko, because everybody forgets how good Shevchenko actually is, right. she does have the skills to possibly win that fight. Betting-wise, would yeah. I do it? Absolutely not, because I do not bet against Cyborg. Would not be surprised if Nunez wins this fight. I agree. I agree. I actually, I, my pick, my official pick would actually be with Nunez in that fight. Oh, that, and, is, interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Well, I'll tell you why. Straights versus hooks and overhands. Nunez throws pretty solid straights. Mm -hmm. Cyborg throws wide hooks and overhands. What's quicker to land? That's a good point. That's a, that's a very straights. good point. That is a very good point. The straights, man. And Nunez hits with more power than Cyborg, in my personal opinion. I, I would say that she would has be like more... a pound-for-pound power type thing, right? Maybe. Uh, uh. Maybe. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like I for mean, her, her size, she hits harder than I don't know, man. I just... I don't know. Cyborg's not exactly a power puncher. She's a volume puncher, you know, for the most part. I mean, she showed some. She showed some pretty good power last night. I will say that. Actually, actually, I was more. I was actually impressed with the overhand that she threw because it looked like it had some real pop on it. Yeah, it did. Uh, but um, I, I generally, I hold Nunez's power a little bit higher than I do Cyborg's. But hey, that's just me. By the way, did you transition on that camera? Did you switch? No. Oh, I was gonna say because I thought I saw it moving. I was like, damn, he switched to his phone on. Computer done. I was like, that was seamless. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, not yet. I think we're still okay on battery wise. So yeah, we're I think still we're good. <laughs> it looks seamless. I saw it moving. I was like, damn, that was smooth. I don't slick though. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I wouldn't bet on her. I wouldn't bet on Nunez. I, ju I just, I mean, there's two things that I've learned when it comes to fighters is you don't bet against Cyborg, at least when it comes to the women fights. And this is gonna kind of be a good way to segue to the co-main event but i and i was saving this for last because this was the fight you don't bet against frankie edgar that's what i learned all these years unfortunately for the very first time in his career that didn't that didn't work out i know he has losses but you know the two ben benson henderson losses were very questionable especially the second one. Second one was absolutely robbery uh the first one was questionable at best uh, Aldo just has his number. Unless you're Aldo, you just you don't beat him. <laughs> and uh, Frank Yeager, dude, um, I, I I said it, I said it. Uh, I posted on on my Facebook. Frank Yeager just got finished. My life is a lie. <laughs> that I'm still at a loss for words almost. That's why I'm having trouble trying to get it out and trying to think of things to say. Like, Frankie Edgar got finished, and it wasn't an early stoppage. It was legit. Right. Yeah, it was... Anybody who says it's an early stoppage does not know what they're talking about. I'm sorry. And you know who's... A, there's a lot of people saying it, too, which is great. I mean, I th I'm, we both encountered him online today, I'm sure. Like, we've we both seen... I'm like, oh, my God. Like, And this is what... I'm going to I'm gonna segue into this part of it. And this is... A lot of Frankie Edgar fans bother me, like, big time. Because... They're always like, oh, he can't be finished. He can't be finished. This and that. I was, and it's like, you know what, guys? Like, what do you want? Like, especially today. Especially today. Do you like, want him to die? Do you, do you want the? Yeah, exactly. Like, do you want the guy to fucking die? Like, he's got a family, man. Like, like the dude was completely sideways and stiff. Yeah. <laughs> like he was, and he was getting hammer fisted. Like, what? What do you do? What? Thank you. He was stiff, dude. Like he he turned. 
to the side, but he yeah. didn't turn because of his own volition. It was the punch, that, oh. the, the hammer fist yeah. that Ortega landed on that caused him to turn. He was stiff. This is not the same as Frankie's other fights where he gets dropped no, by a Gray Maynard where he rolls and then he's stumbling and he's getting dropped multiple times, but he's still rolling and stumbling. He was out. He was done. Yeah. It, it, and it's There was no question. It would have been dangerous life. to let that fight continue. Oh, that absolutely. was a great stoppage. Absolutely. It was a perfect stoppage. Now, anybody that yeah. said that they saw Frankie Edgar getting knocked out by Ortega, shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Absolutely not. Even my friend who was saying Ortega, he told me earlier in the day, he's like, I'm picking Ortega and I feel dirty because I never pick against Edgar. You know, it's hard to pick against Frankie. I mean, especially sure. he just especially against prospects, you know, he shuts him down. Um He still picked him and I was I kept telling him, I was like, dude, you you don't understand. Frankie's gonna stay on the outside, he's gonna box him up. He's you know, he's got the better stand up by far. He does, absolutely. Te uh technique wise Skill wise, sure. Frankie's still the better. He's one of the best boxers in the entire. And he was uh, out, sport. he was out he was outlanding Ortega before that. Oh, easily sticking and moving, doing what Frankie yeah. does. To with that elbow, obviously. And I was telling my friend, this is what he's going to do. Then in the right. second halfway through the second round, he's going to start mixing in the takedowns. He's like, "What? That's stupid." I'm like, "No, it's not," because now they're sweaty. Now, now the chance of submission, which is still there, because it is Brian Ortega, it's less likely to happen because they're sweaty. He can, you know, escape a little better. I was like, "That's the game plan." So when Frankie got knocked out, I was just like, all right, dude. Hey, you know what? I was wrong. He, Ortega did it. You were right. You picked Ortega. You thought he was going to do it. He's like, not like that. <laughs> so he's like, I had submission second round. Right. I mean. So I came in really heavy on Ortega. Originally, I was like, he's going to get the finish. I think he's going to finish Frankie. Frankie's going to take him down. Okay. Ortega's I know the story. Be, I'm going to cut you off real quick. Yeah. Because this is a question I ask a lot of people. Okay. We know Ortega's yeah. uh, background. He gets his ass beat, then he gets that submission. Hanato Makano was beaten, was winning that fight. Anybody that says differently is wrong. Clay yeah. Guido winning that fight. I mean, it's just what yep. happens. Um, right. What got you thinking, because of you take what Ortega's done, you take what Frankie's done, led you to believe that Frankie gets finished? That's the question I'm trying to ask people. Because it's just, he's never been. like. Well, that's why I flipped my pick. Okay, right. that's like that's, that's why I flipped my pick because I came in heavy on Ortega and I was like, you know what? I think he's gonna do it again. I think he's gonna lock up something. You know, Frankie's a great wrestler, mm -hmm. but there are openings to you know Ortega creates his own openings. He does that. You he know what it. I mean? He's fantastic off his back. He's he's probably the best off his back in all of MMA right now. And so just to oh, yeah. really think about. Now, then I started really thinking about it, and then just as you said. Ortega is losing every single one of his fights before he eventually secures a victory through knockout or through submission. So it's always a comeback victory. Yeah. And it's against guys that are not as good as Frankie Edgar. Not even in the same ballpark. Right. So so then I was like, man, I was like, what am I doing? I need to – I got to go with Edgar here. Edgar's going to do the same thing that all these other guys are doing, only he's not going to give Ortega that opening to get the finish mm -hmm. because he's just better. You know, He's just a better fighter. And so I went with Edgar. And wow, <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Wow. Yeah, that, you know, that, I will he, say he this. Was out on his feet, <laughs> he really was. I, 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 yeah, for sure. I will say this. There, there's, there's one thing that I noticed differently about Ortega last night. His footwork was a lot better. He was a lot more light on his feet and less plodding than he usually is. He, he usually cuts off the cage mm -hmm. decently well. He, he uh, moves forward pretty well and cuts angles pretty well. But it's not a really agile. It's kind of plodding. This time he was pretty light on his feet. He looked a lot quicker and a lot more agile last night than Absolutely. he normally does. I mean, obviously not so, as quick as Frankie, but I mean, who is? Sure. Of I mean, I, I, I kind of here's 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 the crazy thing about this. 
You look at the stats, the tail of the tape before the fight started. Mm. Moicano was one inch taller, I think. Or not Moicano, I'm sorry, fucking brain fart. Ortega, according to the tail of the tape, I think he was like maybe one or two inches taller, right? Oh, yeah, right, according to what they say. And one inch of reach, which the reach I could believe. Frankie does have pretty sure. long for his size. Yeah. But in the in the fight, in the cage, you there's not a chance you in hell you believe that. And it leads me to believe that something I've been I've had, you know, I've held deep for a very long time that even though Frank, Frankie was fighting at lightweight, he finally dropped down the featherweight. The dude's a bantamweight. <laughs> he can yeah. easily he could cut that. And I think that should be his next step before he gets too old to where it's too hard. He's only 36. I mean, he's still Frankie freaking Edgar. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, th there's no path to title for him now at featherweight. There's just no, not. This is it. And and honestly, it, it, I hate Ortega for robbing me of Frankie versus Max. Uh, not so much. I'm actually more intrigued for Ortega versus Max, to be honest. Uh, no, I, I'm intrigued, but I just wanted I, I, that I, I thought Max was going to piece up Frankie, to be honest. I, I, thought, I, I wanted to see the difference. Because, see, here's the thing. So a lot of people... Okay, so let's talk about people talking about things and, and saying, proclaiming all this stuff, you know? After this fight happened, you got the Connor fans. Not not the ones that are fans of Connor. They love Connor. The fans of Connor that are saying this proves that Connor beats Frankie. No, it doesn't. To be honest, it kind it kind of does. Man. Well, it doesn't be because it's a it different. Does. So, I, well, I want to I want to I want to I want to present this. I present it to the other people. It doesn't. You can't use this fight as a as as a gauge to say that Connor beats Frankie if they ever fought it at 145, because Ortega's a completely different style to defend. Frankie would be able to mix up those takedowns from the very beginning like he did against all of his other opponents because he's not afraid of that jiu-jitsu threat from Connor like Ortega. Now, of course, if it stays standing for very long, Connor knocks him, probably knocks him out like Ortega just did, right? I mean, yeah. we're, I'm not stupid here. Same thing with Khabib. If Khabib keeps standing sure. for fucking five minutes, Connor wins that fight. <laughs> so, yeah. But I, I, I just, I, I, gotta, I gotta touch on that. I don't think it proves, I think it proves that Connor can hurt him. But it's just, it's it, Connor and, and Brian represent two different like stylistic uh, matchups for Frankie, whereas Frankie was afraid to just mix in his takedowns from the beginning because of the jujitsu threat when they're dry. Connor wouldn't present that, so Frankie might mix up those takedowns really early. I don't know, man. I, I think that Connor's uh, takedown defense is vastly underrated, to be completely honest. I think that when he got taken down against, I mean, he had a hurt knee against Mendez. Anybody who's ever wrestled before, you just can't sprawl on a hurt knee. You just can't, very flatly. And uh, that's that's kind of how I feel about that. Um, so I think Frankie closing distance would have been in big time danger against Connor. But you're right in the sense that proves is a strong word to use. Yeah. I think because the fight just didn't happen. You can't have proof of something that hasn't happened. It's a hypothetical. <laughs> Anything's a hypothetical, yeah. you know? So you're definitely right in that sense. But I definitely feel stronger about the fact that Connor would have KO'd Frankie based on what we saw last night. I will say that. Which is fair. I mean, it's fair. Yeah. I mean, you, people could feel stronger. But yeah, my, my issue was the people saying, oh, this proves that good thing that fight no. never happened. No, it doesn't. I mean, it, it, styles make fights. It's just, sure. you know, I mean, because... Frankie might have taken Connor down immediately and, and shot instead of, you know, like Ortega, because then he'd be afraid of the dry submission threat. I mean, yeah. that's, that, 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 that was my point. So, so people saying that it proves it, just stop. Do you feel better yeah, that so, Connor I mean, could knocked him out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Circling back to the whole Max thing, though, um, I, I think Max, the Max Holloway, Frankie Edgar fight would have got a lot, very similar to the Aldo fight, to be completely honest. Both of them. 
I think Frankie would have had a tough time getting the takedown. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that um, I think Max would have been able to stand at boxing range and, and beat Frankie there. To be completely honest, so I'm actually more intrigued by the fact of Brian Ortega fighting Max Holloway because I think there's a different intangible in play now. There's a real threat of a finish here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, you know. No, so I, I think I think we're looking at a much more intriguing fight. I think Max, honestly, is a better Moicano because Moicano <laughs> and Max they're very similar in the style that they fight. Yeah. Actually, if you look at the way bad. they fight, let's, let's, let's no, not, Moicano's, yeah, no, 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 Moicano's a very good fighter. Yeah, very. Good. No, no, no. No, he's very good, very, very good. Yeah, there's, there's. He's not just decent; he's a super talented fighter. Uh, but and I this think could, Max this could have easily better. been him if he didn't shoot in for that takedown. <laughs> Honestly, let's be honest here. Right. So. Right. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, so we're looking at we're looking at a better Moicano, somebody who was beating Brian Ortega. Mm-hmm. You know, facing Brian Ortega now, and man, I love this fight. And I'll, let me tell you, as soon as that fight gets booked in Hawaii, you best believe I'm booking my plane tickets right away. <laughs> Right away. Do you really think that's going to happen? I don't, I don't, I don't. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh oh oh! O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh oh oh! O'Reilly. Parts. See it happening. I do. In Hawaii. I do. I do. I definitely do. Man, so real quick, let's, I just want to ask: If you're BJ Penn and they finally book a fight in Hawaii, are you just sitting there like, "Fuck you"? <laughs> ah, he'll fight. He'll fight. Yeah, he will. Which and, he and if he's smart, he if he's smart, he'll move back to 155 and fight. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'll be. I'll be honest. For all full, full disclosure, the third fight with Edgar. BJ Penn, the training video dropping down to 145. I fell for it, and that's my BJ Penn fandom. I fell for it, and I never fell for it again. When he came back for the oh, other I jumped fights, on board. I jumped yeah. on board. I, I went to that fight live. I was there. I, I was, on board. I was pretty yeah. practically ringside for the fight with my friends for that Ultimate Fighter finale. And uh, as soon as he came out, you know, stance straight up, I was like, "Okay, BJ, I'm done. You're you're like the, one of the greatest in my mind because of your badassness." I, I will say he's not one of the goats in MMA because of the fact, and this is coming from a BJ Penn big fan, he was kind of like Rousey, head and shoulders above the talent at the time, at the division, and he he wasn't as good. He's not as good as he was for that talent level at the time because now that the talent level's caught up, he's not even top 100 in my mind of all these people out there. So that's just <laughs> a little side tangent on BJ. Uh-oh. I think our battery's going. Hold on. Uh-oh. We might have to switch. We might have to switch. Uh-oh. Here we go. Here we go. This is the switch, ladies and gentlemen. This is the switch. We're waiting on him. <laughs> he warned me that he uh, his computer battery was going to go down. He was going to uh, switch over to uh, his phone. Um, 
so here we are. We're talking. I mean, it's happening towards the end of the show, so that's cool. So um, we'll see what happens. But uh, in the meantime, you get me. You get beautiful me. And hey, guys, you see it on the screen? I'm going to call him again. I'm going to call Mr. Derek Bow. Be right back, everybody. This is me. All right. Well, we're going to set this up again. There we go. There we go. Can you see me? Uh, you don't have a camera on, but hey, man. There's a nice, smooth transition. There we go. There we, there we go. Boom. I'm not editing that. <laughs> I actually ended the Skype call to call you back. I'm not editing it. It's staying in. Beautiful. Hey, we knew it was going to happen. It's all right, man. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, shoot, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. How long have we been going for anyways? It don't matter. I mean, it's been it's been fun. A little over an yeah. hour. So, um, there's no fight coming up next week, man. There really yeah, isn't. yeah, we got a week off, yeah. Which is, abs which is crazy to me. So, I'm actually going to be able to go out and do something. <laughs> yeah, man, seriously. Like, so, after the fights are over, I, I'm, I always plan on going out and doing something with some friends. And then it never, ever happens. It's hilarious. I I know exactly how you feel, dude. I I know exactly how you feel. Um, because they're, they're over at ten o'clock. You know what's gonna happen, right? And I always want to go do something. Some of my friends are like, yeah, let's do something. And after the fight, they're like, oh yeah, we don't feel like going out. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna record my show, or you know, sometimes after the fight. And half the time, I end up just sitting there waiting for somebody to text me back. When I'm like, well, fuck, dude, I could have been just playing video games or something, like. I'm sitting here yeah. waiting. I'm not trying to get into a game because I could be waiting for you, for you people to get back to us. Or to me, right. I should say. Um, there is no fight coming up next week, but since you're on the show, and I'm trying to actually bring it up to get the fight card real quick. Um, <laughs> so, for full disclosure, everybody, I am doing a, a Google here to get the, uh, the Wikipedia card. I want to get your thoughts on the fight night two weeks from now. The, uh, the uh, Verdum versus Volkov. It's a very good oh. card. It's a very good setup card in my mind. It's got a lot of good good talent on there. You got Verdum versus Alexander Volkov. You got Jimmy Manawa and uh, Jan Blachowicz. Uh, the return of Tom Diskenway. I think I said that right. I probably messed it a little Duke, up a little bit. Duke, Duke and Wah. Duke and Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Terry and Ware, who uh, both have lost to Cody Stammen. Um, Leon Edwards, who I'm really high on. Very high on taking on Peter Sabata. That's the main card, man. Um, Marshman making his welterweight debut against Brad Scott. Uh, Danny Roberts, hot sauce Roberts, not hot sauce, sorry, hot chocolate Roberts. Um, Cajun Johnson, friend of the show, you know, Raging Cajun. He's got this Raging MMA podcast. Looking to get him on soon. And also on the show, and I got to mention this name because he's a very local boy, Alex the Executioner Reyes. The guy that stepped in on four day no four days notice, I think four days to take on uh Mr. Mike Perry in Perry's uh one of Perry's most recent fights. But this is a really good card, man. In my mind, at least in terms of talent level. It may not be in name wise, but talent level. Yeah. So I mean, how do you see the main event going? Are you are you, you know what? Honestly, if Verdum's fight's smart, I don't see any way that he loses that fight. Volkov has decent boxing. 
but I think Verdum, when he fights intelligently, can beat almost anybody. He's yeah. he's really really talented. Very but true. the problem is, Verdum has he fights super reckless at times. So there's is there a chance Volkov can catch him? Absolutely. Um, but especially I, with I, the knee. Right. I I would think that Verdum can uh, can get that fight to the ground and um, and do work down there. To be completely honest. Yeah, I but he he could, but does he? I'm not sure. Verdum is one of those guys that we'll fell see. in love with his Muay Thai when he started learning and getting really good at it. No, that's true. That is true. I mean, and he is really good as Muay Thai nowadays, but can he stand and strike with Alexander Volkov for an extended for five rounds? I don't know, man. Volkov's length, his reach, and his style, his his striking background. Verdum's like you said, he's got to get it to the ground. Yeah. So, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, rematch, co-main event, Jimmy Manawa, Jan Blakovich. Manawa coming off of that uh, absolute destruction from uh, uh, Ozdemir. <laughs> uh, this is a rematch. Um, do you see it going any differently? I don't know, man. Blakovich looked pretty good his last time out. He did. He did look really good because he actually he was able to mix in his, his takedowns. Yeah. But the difference is too, his gas tank kept up with them. Yeah, I Which, don't know, man. Maybe, maybe I, if that Vlahovic shows up, I think he has a chance to beat Manawa. To be completely honest with you, I personally think Manawa was completely overrated, and the fact that he was rated so high was because of the lack of depth in the two hundred five pound division. Oh, that's that's for sure, definitely I mean, true, one hundred percent. Um. I gotta talk. Yeah, I I agree with you, but uh, I'm I'm trying to rush through this basically because I want to talk about a guy who's on the verge of getting in the top ten and making some 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 headway in in the in the welterweight division, and that's Leon Edwards, man. This guy is not talked about very often. He hasn't fought since September, so I mean it's been a couple of months that he's gonna get in. He's on a four fight win streak. Dominic Waters, Albert Tumanov, who is no slouch, even though he's not in the UFC anymore. Uh, Vicente Luque who has been on a tear himself since the loss to Leon Edwards. And then Brian Barbarina, who, you know, is no slouch. Dad bod Barbarina himself. Leon Edwards, yeah. man, he's 4-0 in his last four fights. He's on he's on a roll. I mean, his last fight was a loss to Kamaru Usman. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that could say my last fight was a loss to Kamaru Usman. So, <laughs> right. I, I, I'm excited to see him against Peter Sabata. So. Yeah, that could be a good fight. Both good strikers. I like to see it. I'm excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that's in about two weeks. What are you doing next week, man? Next week, what am I doing? That's a good question, man. <laughs> I actually don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to just keep talking about fights that are in two weeks. Cause I'm going to talk about them next week. I got to save something for the show. <laughs> no kidding, right? So shoot, I don't I actually don't know. That's a good question. I don't know what I'm doing next. Week. <laughs> For once, I don't know what I'm doing in the next right. weekend. I always know what I'm doing. I always have plans. I always have something going on, but nothing planned yet. Let's hype up that bottle logic. That week of logic. Hype that up real quick, man. Logic. I mean, this is, this is an MMA show, but it's an MMA and beer show. And as everybody can tell, I'm already on my second bottle of marshmallow stout. Love that Guys, show. If Guys, you, if, you like, if you like craft beer, if, if you have heard of bottle logic over in Anaheim, California, their barrel program, in my personal opinion, is top three in the whole country. Like, it is phenomenal. Um, so they do this thing called Week of Logic where they preview all their – it's their anniversary week. So what they do is they preview all their upcoming releases for the, for the year. 
and so they have them on for people to try. Um, and man, it is a fun week. What you do if you go there for a whole week is you get access to buy um, a stasis model every single release. And so that's what, like a lot of you are saying, like, oh, so I can just buy one anyway. Well, no, not necessarily, because a lot of these releases sell out in like a minute's time on Eventbrite. Yeah. So if you're not quick enough, you'll miss out on the release. So if you got a bottle secured to you based on the fact that you went to the week of logic all seven days, then you know that's a big plus. Now also, um, what happens is they'll give you some stuff too. They'll give you they'll, they'll have some glassware that's uh, as a gift to you. They'll probably have an anniversary bottle opener. So you have a, you have three checkpoints. So you have a three day checkpoint, a five day checkpoint, and a seven day checkpoint. And your three day checkpoint, I think, it's like a bottle opener. The five day checkpoint gets like either like a growler or a or a a, a bottle. I mean, a, or a glass. And then the seven-day checkpoint, you get something special that they have uh, not disclosed yet. I'm hoping it's a, it's a bottle, Ooh. which would be pretty awesome. <laughs> so we'll see yeah. what happens there. But I'm going to try and go the whole week, guys. If you guys are local, if you guys are in Southern California, um, definitely hit it up and I'm drop going me a line. At least, I'm going at least that Sunday morning, that first day. There you go. Because yeah. uh, so, so when you were talking and I was reaching over, getting off camera, is because I was reaching for my phone that was on the charger. Um the reason why I really got to go on Sunday is because of what you, I was trying to get the picture you, you, you sent me about what that Sunday release is going to be. Uh, anybody that knows me personally, I'm a big Dungeons and Dragons guy. You think that's funny? Fuck you, Vin Diesel plays it too. Uh, <laughs> um, I love Dungeons and Dragons. I love, love the role playing. It's why I like career modes and a lot of the UFC and football and you know wrestling game, video games and all that. I like to role play my shit. I love RPG video games. The name of that release bottle that release that they're doing on the uh <laughs> that sunday that first day of the uh, uh week of uh what, what, do you, what is it called again the week, week, of, of, week of logic week of logic release roll for initiative barrel aged imperial stout it's finished with a madagascar vanilla and cassia bark and aged in bourbon barrels I have to think that the people that made this beer are also D&D fans. There's absolutely no freaking way that they're not <laughs> by naming it that. And the description, gather your band of intrepid heroes and journey forth on a climb through spiraling peaks of earthy cassia bark capped with Madagascar's, Madagascar's finest vanilla. You roll 1 to 10 to drink fresh or 11 to 20 to cellar and save. And save. Cheers to another year of critical hits and to the many campaigns yet to come and transmission. They're, they're totally D&D fans. I mean, they, they have to be. That's absolutely phenomenal. And the fact I'm going to buy at least three, maybe four of those bottles. I'm going to buy those tickets. I'll probably never drink them. <laughs> it's just, they're just going to sit, sit. Maybe once a year, let them sit. <laughs> so absolutely, man. I can't wait. I, I'm excited. I can't wait. And because honestly, I see you on, I see you on here and I see you online. It's going to be an awesome honor to actually meet you in person, brother. So hell yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely. Going to expand uh, my friendship to uh the LA area. Well, it's going to be Anaheim, but I think you live in LA, so. Yes, sir. There we go. Now nah, it's going to be fun, man. It's it's so cool because there's a lot of it, as as I've um, in the craft beer scene for a while, I've made a lot of really met a lot of really cool people, and they're all going to be out there. So it's going to be really oh, nice. neat to just hang out with everybody. Yeah, it's going to be so cool. Such a really cool event to to be at. So I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I, uh, dude, I'm excited. I can't wait. I already told my fiance. I was like, Yeah, I'm going. She's like, Well, Sundays Sunday mornings are our day. I was like, You can give up one. <laughs> I'm going, <laughs> but uh, speaking of our crap people that we met real quick, I just got I want to point this out on the air, be like, hey, Blake Stevenson, love you. You're my boy. You drink Miller Lite. Go to hell. <laughs> he gave me so much shit about always drinking IPA. Hey, I actually ha I had some beers with Blake over in uh, in Austin when I was there. It was really cool. I got nice. to hang out with him for, for one of the nights. Yeah, we went to Rainy Street. It was real dope. 
No, Blake's Real a good fun. guy. I love that guy. I love that guy to death. He's done so much for uh, the local, for the smaller podcast show. So I do want to, you know, made a joke right now, but I, w- I do want to shout him out on the show for anybody who listens. Go check out Loaded MMA uh, podcast, Loaded Joe's MMA podcast. Check out the Loaded Joe's MMA podcast group. If you have a podcast, you want to share it. Blake Stevenson's the owner. He is all about helping and lifting everybody show up. The man is, is the reason why I'm doing video now on the show or I should say Joe and I, even though he's not here on this episode, he's the reason. He helped me build this stuff with OBS software. So, yeah, I, I mean, when I showed you the, uh, the the pictures of the shirts that were getting made for the show. Pretty legit. Straight up fucking ripped off Fight Club. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> for the back part. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's getting one for free because, I mean, he's, he's helped me so much. So, everybody, check it out. Yeah. Loaded Joe's MMA Podcast. Loaded Joe's MMA Podcast group. Go join, check it out. Blake Stevenson, Blake Money, Money, Money Blakeweather, Money Blakeweather. Blake that's right, Money Blakeweather. He's the man. I love that dude. Um, Great dude. Yeah, yep. Derek, you got your podcast or not podcast? Sorry, you got your your website. Plug your website. Your yeah, MMA so, website. Plug your guide to proper. Do all that stuff. Get it out, man. Let everybody know. So I write for the MMA Takeover guys. Um, uh, we do some really good work over there. Um, got a great team of people. Um, we put out constant stuff every single day. Uh, there's some great original work, and we're we're always making sure to double, triple, quadruple check on news that's released, so we don't give you none of that fake shit that some of these other sites put out. <laughs> so uh, it's owned by Keith Schillen, great dude. Um, he does a great job running the site and making sure everybody's up up to par on that. Um, also, um, I, I do have my own page on, on Facebook where I hold my discussions. I have a just a weekday MMA discussion, and I also do a pre-fight a UFC um, event pre-fight show. And um, it's my, my, my page is uh, Derek Bow um, MMA, uh, Derek Bow Official MMA. Just go check it out on Facebook. Search me on there. And you can follow me on Twitter at Derek Bow 7 um, I also do something else. It's guided. right there at the guided bottom of the screen cool. too, man. <laughs> yeah, there right underneath go. your picture, there you Derek Bow Seven. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, yeah, hit that up, guys. T- hit that up and tag it up. Um, also, I, I do. A, I, I write about craft beers. You can guys can follow me on on Instagram at beerface m. Uh, that's my craft beer page. I which didn't is add that cool. one to, to yeah, the overlay. I only added the uh, Derek that's, GTP. So that's totally cool. Uh, <laughs> at um, I also I, I do something else that's that's really really near and dear to me, and it's kind of just trying to help kind of make the world a better place. It's one of my favorite pages. I do, Thank you, my man. Yeah, I do. Um, I do MMA journalism, and it's it's a great thing. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I always I always wanted to do something to try and make something better, what, where I can give back a little bit. And it's called Guide to Proper. And what Guide to Proper is is it's it's focused on complete positivity. Um, if you're if you're going through some stuff in life, if you have if you need an outlet to you know talk to us, reach out to us. Like we'll we'll be glad to talk to you. Um, get get whatever sorted out going on. Uh, move forward in life always. Um, it deals with dating. It deals with style. It deals with self-help. It deals with finances. Um, it deals with overall improvement. Anything that you could want to be in. So, if there, if you are a person who lives and breathes, I promise you that there will be something on our page to appeal to you with. It is called Guide to Proper. You can follow us on Instagram at Guide to Proper or on Facebook. Also, our page is at Guide to Proper. We post a lot of on there. Um, it's in its development stages. It's got it's gaining some legs right now. So check it out, guys. Um, hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, Robert, always a pleasure to be on here, my man. Thank yeah. you so much. And I want to, I want to, I want to point out real quick, do real quick. The the guide to proper page has personally helped me through a very irritating uh, situation. Like like we alluded, to, I alluded to before in the uh, the beginning of the show, man. The uh, 
the Phantom episode 30 where I kind of screwed up on the uh, the recording. I had another another uh, plug-in enabled still, which caused a huge echo on the line of you and Joe, the co-host. So it was like, I sounded great, but then there was huge echo and feedback because there was like two recording platforms being recorded at the same time on accident. And I was just like, damn, Derek, bro, dude, I'm sorry, dude. This we had we had gold. It was it was a beautiful show, like awesome, dude, like great. It flowed perfectly. I fucked it up. I'm sorry. This sucks. You took that that situation and used it to make a post and guide to proper, which was awesome, man. I I, I saved that like I saved that in my the the picture. I saved that in my phone, man. I look at the. It, yeah. it, it, it was great. It made me feel better, man. Like you're gonna make. It was basically it was gonna, you're gonna make mistakes no matter how good you are at something. You're always gonna make mistakes. Learn from the mistakes. Make them better. Dude, I love the that 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 post that post alone. Like everybody, like he's saying, man. If you ever been through something, it doesn't even have to be like something inconsequential as a podcast. It's just you make mistakes. You learn from. It. It's gonna happen no matter how good you are. Guide to proper is a great thing to follow. It's a great it's a great thing to live by. So, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate that page. That post. Helped. Hell yeah. So, thank um, you so much. Yeah, that no problem, dude. Uh, before we sign off, real quick, I got to push my plugins real quick. Um, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's MMA to the Max Rob. You want to find me on Twitter, it's It's Rock Robster. By the way, Showtime Pettis follows me on Instagram now. Just saying. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Won't reply to my emails, but he follows me, so it's cool. Um, <laughs> Find find the show on Twitter at MMA to the Max Show. Find it on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash MMA to the Max Podcast. It's a great page. I do share Derek's stuff, also Brandon Sylvie's stuff from MMA Takeover. They are two people that do share the podcast and do share the content from the show. So I do do the same thing for them. Like I said, we are little guys in this immediate world. We got to help each other and lift each other up. That's what we do. Uh, I got to plug it. I got to plug the group I'm mod on. Derek, uh, MMA Freaks, check it out. Join the join join the Facebook group, MMA Freaks. It's a great group. Maybe some dissension, but hey, you know what? Got to plug it. It's a great group. Uh, <laughs> check out the parent website, W2Mnet.com. Find anything that you're interested in from movies, video games, uh, football, baseball, sport, any other sports, MMA, obviously, any type of entertainment you think of. They got articles. They got reviews. They got podcasts because that's where this is joined from um check out their group coming w2mnet.com group on facebook to discuss anything from mma movies sports entertainment everything i just said listen on our hearts radio itunes youtube google play spreaker facebook page whatever you guys got to do anyways that's it <laughs> got a little awkward towards the end there <laughs> nice number two get it yeah i know yeah, right. Um, so apparently, uh, hopefully this this works out well. I mean, this has been like the Khabib Tur uh, Tony Ferguson of trying to get you on the show. So, a <laughs> <laughs> fourth or fifth time we got it right. Yeah. yeah. Let's beat them and get it right on the third time. <laughs> there we go. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, hey, for special guest of this week, filling in for Mr. Uh, Joe Hudson, Riverside Joe, Derek Bo, thank you for joining for joining me, man. I appreciate it. I'm starting to get three or what is it, two sheets of the wind. It's starting to feel really good. Um, <laughs> I'm Robert Taylor. This has been MM Max. We'll see you next week. Take care. Take care, everybody. The previous podcast has been an original W2Mnet.com production. 
For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports.